Good morning. You know, in the three or four weeks that we've been talking about worship, you're going to see. You're going to. I'm not going to give you all the answers. I've not mentioned some of the things that other people here know because it's it's a deep relationship with God. It's something that we grow into. We discover in our own personal way different things that work for you when you're worshiping God. There's so much more. But I'll just give it to you from my perspective and where I've come to understand and you'll pick on pick up on some of them things and agree. And other things you you'll get there. <laughs> you'll get there. It's incredible, absolutely amazing. You know, true worship. It's designed to bring life, or the, the life that's in us, in worship, brings the life out. It's great, I remember these, uh, what the, the kids had had on the paper, inward change. Outward flow. I remember it, um, and I haven't mentioned that in, in sharing, but it's massive, it's really important. You know, I love words coming together in the description of the way things, saying the same thing in a different way, works for me. I love it. Because any way that's going to give me a different perspective on what I know and believe works for me. I get excited when I hear that about the blood of Jesus. I get excited about Jesus dying for me. I get excited about knowing that I'm forgiven. I never get fed up of it. And if it seems a little bit, okay, and I've been there as well, you have to wake yourself up and realise there's life in what's being said here. It's, it's incredible. And the scripture I'm going to read has already been read this morning, the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God wants us to be there in the place aware of who he is and what he's done he's aware he's saying come i encourage you to come and worship because he knows that when we focus on him what do we do chris when we focus we empower and we empower the spirit life that's within us there's a whole spiritual kingdom within us do we feel it Sometimes, sometimes, I remember me in, a few years ago now, being in King's East shopping quite late, um, at what is now the Morrison shop, and we were walking around getting some things, but we, we just felt, you just get a sense of God being with you, and we was walking around the shop getting something, I mean, Doc might remember what we was getting, but I don't, do you know what I mean, women do things like that, but, and this security guard was there guarding, whatever he's guarding at the shop and we walked past him asking something and he and he says something like you're believers you are aren't you <laughs> yeah we are 
reacted, I can tell. And it's just an outward flow of life that God brings to us. Sometimes it comes out. Say that to the person sitting next to you. Sometimes it comes out. <laughs> Think about it. Sometimes God comes out when you don't want him to. <laughs> I've been in that position as well. And sometimes God comes, wants to come out and we don't let him. I've been in that position as well. You know, God is spirit. God is spirit. And his desire is that we worship him in that place of spirit. Because until we met Jesus, we were dead in our trespasses and sins. Spiritually dead. And we received life. When we received Jesus, we were made alive. Like eternal. Eternally alive. Made alive. Boom! The light come on. And you know, you can only shine when you've got a light. Some people try to shine and they're as dark as they come. And it's a bit pointless, isn't it? And really, that's just thinking about that, that's what good works are. When you're doing good works, you're trying to shine without a bulb in the plug. Because the only benefit it's giving you is making you feel good. It's not doing actually any honour to God at all, because there's no light there. There's light there because God's there. Jesus is the light of the world. So when we give our attention to what Jesus has done, we empower the spirit life within us. And that's what worship is. Simply done. Yeah? Simply done. We think about him. And because we think about him, he gets bigger in our estimation. There's a couple of scriptures I've got written down here. Psalm 29 verse 2. Give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Psalm 95 verse 6. Oh come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. And one of the kids had it, outward flow. We worship from the inside out. The church on the whole, I said this last week, hangs about and worships and waits for God to turn up. Well, why would they want to do that when he's never left? What they're saying is, really, I'm waiting to feel a bit different. I'm waiting for some ooh to come over me. And whoa, God's come. Because I feel all kind of ooh. But really, it's true, isn't it? God loves us. And he says, the just will live by faith. We'll live because the Bible says he's there. And it doesn't matter what we feel like. We need, that's secondary, our feelings, our emotions are secondary. Sometimes you feel something, sometimes you don't. 
but he doesn't take away the fact he's here he's in me tell yourself say hello holy spirit it's good knowing you're there we worship god from the inside out he's going to say it when he goes That's why, I, who was I with? And we saw a guy walking down the road and he was chatting away and there's no one with him. <laughs> now, I was looking for an earpiece in his phone, you know, because some people, I mean, schizophrenics get away with a lot of things these days. They can walk down the street, you know, all the kids who've got invisible friends, you know what I mean, are chatting away to him. But, and I think some people have been looking weird to me when I'm speaking in tongues walking down the road or sitting in the car. And I can see through the window and I'm going, blah, 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 blah. And gosh, I wonder what they think. I'm not going to say about you, Stuart. <clears throat> That's another story, brother. But God's in us. He's real. He's alive. You know, we worship when we meet together as a group today. My heart, and I know that from, from us at the front, we want to provide an opportunity so we can all worship we can all get out of this place for a bit and get into a place where God can be more alive to us and yeah you might feel something and that's good that's fine but just lift your hands up if you don't feel like it like John just said doesn't matter just do it we're born again to worship him And let the life of God flow out from us to him who deserves it. When we worship God, we take our eyes off the circumstances that are around us, the problems that we come in to church with, and we have them. I know I do. I must, I'm sure the world drops things in us. We have relationships that are frazzled sometimes. And we come to church and we think, I need help. And worship is the key. Because when we lift him up, when we concentrate on him, we empower him. And it devalues the power of the influence of the world over us. Because remember... Just tracking back a couple of weeks, the whole world lies under the sway of the evil one and its design is to burden you, its design is to make you ill, its design is to get you into debt, its design is to cause you to fear, its design is to get your attention away from the truth. But worship lifts God up causes you to build up your spiritual muscles and things that might have frightened you away half an hour or an hour or a day before suddenly you can face with confidence knowing that God's real knowing that he can take you and get you through the issue and the problem and you know when he's done it once when he's done it once, Tracy prayed, Lord, you're faithful. 
When he's done it once, you've got that testimony in your heart to know whatever I have to face, he's faithful to get me through. And that begins to live in us. And that comes through worship. I'll give you an example. That worship helped me. I landed in the Tanzanian capital of Dar es Salaam at half ten one night, having to meet a stranger I'd never travelled before. And there's no exterior light into the airport, so you walk out into the darkness. It's half ten. It just goes jet black pitch. Just goes gone. We walk around at night time and it's okay. You don't do that there. I'm the only white face. I don't know who I'm looking for. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness me. I'm there for 40 minutes and I don't know what is going on. Am I scared? Am I unsettled? Yeah. Is there a little bit of anxiety rising in me? Yeah. And gradually I connected with this guy and... I didn't have a suit and a shirt and a tie on the way that black people perceive pastors, right? And we connected and we mentioned a couple of names and I found out that he was the man I was going to meet. And then he ushered me through this place and we said, we said hellos initially. He didn't speak very good English. I didn't speak any Swahili. We got into the back of the car and he was driving me out to Dar es Salaam about five five miles after about a mile out of Dar es Salaam there isn't any road anymore so you start going down the bumps and going up and down and I'm going with two guys I've never seen before in my life and they're driving me through areas full of Muslims celebrating Eid and it's midnight and I'm thinking oh dear me what is going on and you you get your focus off what you're seeing and you're putting your focus on the word, on Jesus. And they take me, to, take me to this hotel, which is a house surrounded by corrugated iron fence. This gate slides away and he drives in, this man does, and he says in broken English, this is where you'll stay tonight. I'll pick you up in four hours. It's now 12 o'clock. You'll be here, right? And I walk into this room and it's like I've gone back in time to a James Bond movie in 1950 and there's a fan going round in this semi-light room, right? The bed is not going to get slept in. It's, I wouldn't have the dogs sitting on there. Bless them. Not the dogs, the bed, the people. But I'm not going on that bed. And I just about sat on this chair and there's spiders going around, cockroaches on the floor, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness me, that guy who was in the reception, I don't know if he's ever seen a white man before because he was looking at me really peculiar. What am I going to do? The man left me. I had four, or to be four and a half hours. Instantly, I started worshipping. I got my Bible out. I read some word. 
I spoke in tongues, I closed my eyes, and I just lifted up my arms and I started worshipping God. Thank you, Jesus. And letting all these crazy thoughts that are like darts pinging at me, you're going to be food. You're going to be food. Are you going to get to the plane in the morning? Are you going to live? What is going on? No one knows you're here. No one knows you. What is happening? So I text up and tell her everything going. She says, oh, I'm praying for you. Don't worry. Okay. Thank God for that. I'm worshipping. And gradually, the storm of confusion, anxiety, and fear starts coming down and bringing it down. And the life of God becomes to ebb and flow through me. And the big scarecrows that were there didn't seem as scary anymore. And my temperature calmed down and I drank some water. Then I opened the toilet door to go to the toilet. I went, whoa, forget that. <laughs> but four and a half hours later, this guy turned up. And do you know what? I can tell the story. I can live to tell the story. Worship works. When everything looks against you, when you don't really know how to make sense of this ridiculous situation you put yourself in sometimes. Worship works. And I, it came down. God came up in me. Fear left. And I was reading and relaxed through the X amount of hours I had to wait for this guy to turn up. Worship works. And as Christians, if we're going to grow, we need to worship God. It's essential. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. Now, He's key to worship. And if you haven't been filled or baptised with the Holy Spirit, then you'll have an understanding to begin to how to be because that's the next step forward, really, to be able to really, really worship. You know... Sometimes, and I kind of, I remember it, it's been a long time since I remember it, when I first came to church and I saw people lifting their hands and worshipping God and I thought they were a little bit weak. Come on, you can manage on your own. It's okay, you don't need to hand yourself over to this invisible thing. But because worship is linked to thanksgiving as you understand what God has done. The, the obvious response to that is to worship. Worship is, is life for the believer. It, it, it's, we can live and enjoy. And it takes a long time to cultivate it in our lives. A long time. We'll go out into our lives. You're going you're gonna to go through your life as a Christian and some weeks you're going to go through and make some rubbish choices. You're going to go, I wish I never did that. 
I'm not going to do that again. And our whole process of living is about that. We're not suddenly going to change our whole behaviour, our whole m mindset, the whole way of thinking doesn't change instantly like that. We have to cultivate it. We have to work at it. Does anyone agree with me, by the way? Spiritually, the transformation's instant, but as we're living in a practical world, doing practical things, there's a process that takes place. Hallelujah. You know, God doesn't need your worship. When we worship God, it's not like saying, I'm the King of Kings and I'm the Lord of Lords and worship me or else. Because one of the greatest pictures of Jesus is that he came down and served. He came down and served. He's got no uh, issues about character. He's, 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 he doesn't see himself a littler or more than he should. He just is God. And God deserves your worship. When you recognise what he's done, God deserves your praise. It's okay to raise your arms. It's okay, like the psalm said, to bow down, to kneel down. God doesn't need our worship. The slide before, I think it's Richard. There's a scripture in Revelation 4, verses 9 to 11. The slide before, brother. It says this. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honour and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, and the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worships him, who lives forever and ever, to cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honour, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Now this is a constant flow of what's taking place before God. Angels are worshipping all the time. It's just a constant flow. It's just inevitable because his majesty is so powerful. And we get a little glimpse of it through the word of what this throne is like. Hallelujah. Listen to this. I haven't got this on the slide. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. That's key to what we do. We want to increase to know about him. 
strengthened with all might according to his glorious power that's within us for all patience and long-suffering we joy giving thanks to the father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins this is who he is for by him all things were created things that are in heaven and that are on earth visible and invisible whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers all things were created through him and for him and he is before all things and in him all things consist and he is the head of the body the church who is the beginning the firstborn from the dead that in all things he may have the preeminence that's a massive scripture that's colossians 1 9 to 18 incredible this is the god who we worship okay next one rich so we're gonna just gonna summarize for the last few minutes the reflection of the practical application of worship yeah we worship god for the choices that we make we worship God with the company that we keep the words that we speak how we spend our money how we live and what we value this is important to how we live in our life how we grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus and we worship God in a spiritual way this is a great picture I loved it when I seen it the next slide rich this is what's happening around us look at that in this room we all have our own angels who are with us through our life as I speak around us now angels are here following us working with us you know as Christians we can pray and command angels to move and do things on our behalf they're ministering servants there for the heirs of salvation we command angels Jesus commanded angels like he's doing in that picture and when we worship the eyes of our hearts the eyes of our spirit, the Holy Spirit that's connected to God in spirit makes us aware this is real in the spiritual world of the kingdom of God. This is what's around us.
when we're worshipping, we sensitise our heart to God's voice by the Holy Spirit. And sometimes, God sounds like a brummie to me. Uh, what I mean is, the thoughts that you get when you're worshipping God sound like you thinking. And God's speaking to you. He doesn't come across to you in prayer. Thou art Rachel. Thou shouldest goeth to the parketh and give that man some sandwiches. No, you'll just have a desire. You should go to the park. Go to the park. You find someone hungry, you just have a desire and you apply faith to the very burden, the sense that you get. Do you remember them people, that soldier who was standing by the petrol pump that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago? Well, he was standing there by faith. He got into a, a close connection with God and the voice of the Spirit said to him, go and stand by the petrol pump because I'm going to bring someone across your path. And he says, okay. And the people who are going, thinking are just driving through, it's incredible. And there are hundreds and thousands of these kind of connections taking place because God's working by his spirit to bring about these connections and every single one of us are in the plan. We're ambassadors. You know, we've got an, uh, an Egyptian... What's an ambassador's house called? Embassy. We've got an Egyptian embassy in London. Now, when I enter that embassy, all the rules in Egypt apply. I'm in London, but all the rules of Egypt apply because it's the, the embassy is like a piece of that country has been plunked in another country. Right? Now, we are ambassadors of the kingdom, the Bible says, and the kingdom is in us. And all the rules of the kingdom, although we're in the world, we're not of it. And all the rules of the principles of the kingdom, you're getting this, is in us. And we've got the authority to release that authority into the world. That's why we can put hands on the sick. And if we were believing, they heal. That's why we can take a gift and sow it a seed and see 30 and 60 and 100 times what was sown because we're doing it and the whole principles of the kingdom, spiritual kingdom, are there and put into effect. But, oh, don't believe that. When then nothing's going to happen for you. You're just going to walk through your life a carnal Christian who doesn't apply faith. And you probably won't have a desire to worship either. Because worship, if you're not going to honour God 
with the, when he's talking to you and directing to you, eventually you won't hear his voice because worship desensitizes, or sorry, sensitizes your heart. It wakes us up. And when we don't worship, we walk around thinking there's nothing going on around here. All the churches are not good. God ain't spoke to me for years. And do you know what I'm saying? Because worship makes the word live. Put the next one up, Rich. <coughs> so, do you know what? If you spend time worshipping God and then pick your Bible and read something, the very thing that you was reading before you worshipped is going to say something else to you after you've worshipped. It's going to be more alive. It's going to have a potency about it. It's going to have some uh, invigorant and you're going to receive it differently because your heart's changed. Because this world, this word is living and active. It's living and active. Wow. Worship brings life to the word. Next one, Rich. Worship, it talks about increasing your faith and confidence. Jesus walked through his life and all the things that he saw and sensed being spoken to by the Holy Spirit is up for every single one of us today. And it's in worship. Once more, Rich. Worship is key to our eternal relationship with God. Because it wakes us up, we hear his voice, we respond to him, we talk and we have a conversation. And that's what relationship is. We'll, we want you to try it, go at home. If, if, if you don't do it, do it some more. If, if you don't do it, try it. If you do it a little bit, do it a bit more. And allow the life of God that's in you to be different. You're not the same person anymore. You're not the same person anymore. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. Because we're born again. Born again. God is so good. Hallelujah. Father, I pray that in these coming days that we will give our attention to how much you love us. Give our attention to how incredible you are and what you've done in our lives. Lord, that we will empower the life of God that was within us and disempower the influence of the world wants to put on us. You'll give us a boldness and a confidence to do some things we've been a little bit careful not to do before. You'll cause us, Lord, to, to do things more by faith and not necessarily by logic. But we'll do them, Lord God, trusting you, So in the days and weeks and months to come, we will all grow 
in grace and in knowledge of all that you've done. Help us, Lord, through the areas that we're going to have to conquer, the mountains that may be around us in some of the circumstances of our lives, that we'll have confidence to worship you and cause that mountain to move, bring it down to size and deal with it knowing that you've given us the faith to move mountains, to speak to a mountain. And Lord, when we feel the sense that we, you're leading us to pray for people, wherever we might be, that you'll give us, that we will honour that in our lives, that we'll step out of our comfort zone and stand up for you in some ways that we're not doing it yet and bring testimonies into our life of your incredible power and supply. We thank you, Lord, and for what the young people are hearing today too. Lord, just bless their hearts. We give you glory and honour and praise. In the name of Jesus. Amen. <laughs>